Okay. We're almost done walking down this spooky forest road. This strangely silent forest. We had several horrifying ghosts visiting us. We have, Daniel, haven't we? Yeah. It'd be really unfortunate that once we reach this... uh, family cabin in the middle of the woods, it's not going to have the spookiest ghost of them all. Oh no! <laughs> Read Night Sleep Death the Stars! Holy shit, J.S. Carolines is still following us. Yeah, <laughs> all about that, always trying to hawk her newest book. Always, she's such a fucking salesperson. Hey, uh, start the theme music, Philip Glass. <laughs> You know, that was that's good. I, 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 <laughs> you know, I, I, I forget the, the start the theme music. <laughs> your 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 failed attempt to to, <laughs> to like streamline your your catchphrase. I always thought we'll say we'll say this for if in case any ghosts are listening. Um, I thought apparently in my head that like I say start the theme music, but I've been saying hit the theme music. No, you say start, not hit. Well, I now I say start. Yes. I used to like the first 179 episodes or whatever. I've been saying start the theme music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's it's a process. We're still growing. Mm-hmm. Welcome, dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. To Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gallon Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on words and the page. It's always on spookiness. It's always on <laughs> expliterature at its finest. It's always on skeletons. We are <clears throat> the only explicit comedy literature podcast. Or. Or. Or what do you call it? Expliterate? Yeah. Isn't that what I said? <laughs> no, you said explicit. I think you said expl- like explicit. Oh, Did you say explicit? I might have said explicit. I think you said explicit there. Yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, we're the only one. Yeah. Expliterature at its finest. Uh-huh. And uh, don't research that because we're. Don't fucking look yeah, it up. Yeah, don't even look it up. Don't you fucking Don't you trust it? me? Yeah. And uh, this is how we start the show. This is yeah. what it's like every fucking week. I'm every sorry. Time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slow Readers. We're sorry. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's introduce ourselves, because I think we have a ghost waiting to join us on this spooky... Sure. M- mewing oh, and scratching somewhere in our garden. <laughs> Somewhere bumping her mic. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Gabe, who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a writer and a podcast producer. And um, if things keep going my way, I don't have to bartend anymore for quite some time. But, hey. you know, Daniel likes my margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> co-host, who are you? Uh, I'm Daniel Gonzalez, an audio producer, editor, writer, and, auth- and an author of speculative fiction. Just like Ted Chang. Test like just test. Test like, like Ted Chang. Test like Ted Chang. boy. And this is. Do you need more wine? Again, this is how every. No, I'm drinking coffee. I know. I need to also take this. I'm gonna take a spoon out. Yeah, that's a terrible gonna, that's idea. That's a terrible idea. Well, I needed to stir there. The, the fake coffee. Anyway, uh-huh. that's it. Yep. We have a guest. We do. A, a ghost guest. We do. The Our f- final <laughs> ghost guest. Oh my God. Who is. Ghost, uh. answer me. Who are you? I'm Malu. <laughs> <laughs> great, great buildup. Uh, you know, Thank that's you. so perfect. Because again, every time I. I always kind of like when I think of Mal I think like she's like that Dario voice person uh, Daria voice person Dario yeah. Dario Argentina. Dario yeah, that's Dario. my name yeah <laughs> I am Dario yeah yeah no I'm a guest um, please introduce yourself who are you and how would audiences know you well hello audience listeners readers uh, my name is yeah. Mal Mirones. Um I read that's why I'm here I learned yeah. a few months ago um, <laughs> and uh, you might also know me because 
just as much as I read, I also talk. And I do it in another podcast that these two amazing guys produce. It's called a Film, taught by film school professionals. And I'm a professor there. No credentials, really, but, you know, I like talking shit <laughs> yeah. about film. Unaccredited. Uh, Malut, that reminds me, I have a special surprise from you. Oh, I wanted to no. clarify this because you don't listen to this show, <laughs> but we have a special message from your co-host when she did this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Ready? Here we go. Um, Katie, um, we have a, um, well, maybe we'll just proceed this for afterwards, but um, do you have a message you want to give to Malu, who's going to guest on this show in two weeks' time? Yeah, I hope you fucking lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, please isolate that clip and play it for Malu when she gets on the show. <laughs> also, hi, um, and I love you. Okay, I have that. There you go. That is, is a message from your co-host, Katie Kometz, on the AP Film Podcast. Isn't, isn't she a sweetheart? It's like hearing a voice coming from the dead telling me to lose at the games. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like a true haunting. Like, you don't know that she's there, then all of a sudden, boo, she's there. Yeah, like, Katie I... has a kind of... She kind of reminds me of many horror film classic characters like <laughs> Ruth Gordon and Rosemary's Baby and that weird lady from Poltergeist. Of course. Yeah, that's Wait, exactly who she is. She doesn't listen to this show. Specify the character from Rosemary's Baby, because you're either saying that she's getting possessed with Satan's baby, or that she's a very oh, no. weird neighbor lady. She's the weird neighbor lady. <laughs> of course she is. In Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember her. A uh, Minnie Castavet? <laughs> yeah, that is her name. It's Minnie. Yeah, she's uh, the best. I do want to say, just a slightly pivoting over here, is that we have one little thing we want to tell people, which is definitely subscribe, rate, and review the show. Yes, please. Yes. Listeners, if there's only one thing you can do if you enjoy our show and you want to support our show, please write a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We love reading reviews, love receiving reviews, and apparently if you are from a foreign country, we might not necessarily get your reviews. Yeah. So if you've definitely done it and we haven't read your name and your review on the air, please tweet at Daniel at Top Gallant Radio because we love getting our review, your reviews. It brings a lot of joy to our lives. Yes. Daniel, that being said... Do we uh, have any reviews? I have a very exciting update. <laughs> oh, boy. That I've also been keeping from you all this week. Oh, my. Um, it's, Are you my father? It's not. Yeah, I'm your father. <laughs> this is Maury. <laughs> uh, no, okay, we don't actually have any new reviews on Apple Podcasts. Fuck! Uh, However, I had somebody email me. Oh, my. Uh... And Malu, you might be confused by any of this because this is kind of an ongoing thing. I mean, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm catching up on what's going on. <laughs> Okay, we'll try, I feel like and keep, I understand. try and keep pace here, right? So this is kind of like a thing that I want to go through, right? So I got this email. Okay. From, uh, uh, let me see, TV host, speaker, performance coach, author, and former American Gladiator, <gasps> Dan Nitro Clark. Oh my, oh my God. So I got an email from him saying, hey dudes, saw you covered the book on your podcast. I might have to kick your ass now. Very scary smiley face. Oh my god! What? <laughs> <laughs> See, I uh, thought Gabriel, I was keeping before... up, but now I'm not. 
<laughs> but I want to take a moment to kind of catch Malu up and some of the listeners. So Malu and listeners, quick recap. Um, we recently did a book called Gladiator, yeah. a true tale of Royd's Raids and Redemption by Dan Nitro Clark. Daniel and I were born in the 80s. So um, in the 90s, there was a show called American Gladiators. Mm-hmm. It was this really awesome, ridiculous program where random competitors, kind of like American Ninja Warrior, would compete in feats of strength and skill against the gladiators. The most famous one, the best one was of course Nitro, mm-hmm. also known as Dan Clark. Our good friend from the Whip Around podcast, Phil Laporta, had a running bit, a horrible, wonderful long bit about he often <laughs> like uh, punishing his co-hosts if American Gladiators trivia. So <laughs> we all did the book for the show, and we we love the book. I love the book, and um, it's just been a wonderful, exciting time rediscovering American Gladiators and Dan Nitro Clark. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is this is that guy. When we review the book, we weren't. The most positive? I think we were kind of like, okay, uh-huh. I- I'm going to get into this. But <laughs> now that we're kind of caught up, continuing the story. Yes. <laughs> so I emailed back like a longer letter, uh, kind of paraphrasing this. I go like, oh my God, this is so cool. Please beat up Gabe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, like, yada, yada, yada. I keep saying like, you know, Dr. Phil Laporta is going to be so happy. We've been watching the show on Pluto TV. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and just kind of saying like, you know, despite all the nitpicking and fussing, we love the book. It was fun. And it's, it's really great. Uh, and just saying like, like, hey, man, keep up the good work. We'll have to check up your podcast. So he emails back. Oh, <laughs> man. All right. From Dan Natural Clark. Yes. I might beat the whole lot of you <laughs> at at the same time. Excellent. Dan Nitro Clark. That's it. <laughs> and um, then I email back saying like, that's cool, man. Love you. <laughs> oh, man. So. We uh, just like how we've recently made uh, a new best friend of the show, Felix from the UK. Yes, indeed. Uh, now we have a nemesis. Yeah, <laughs> Dan Clark, aka oh, Nitro man. from American Gladiators. Phil, Sean, uh, you're welcome. I guess. Yeah, I uh, I, I messaged this to to Phil, uh, and he had a, a really big kick from this. Yeah. Uh, his wife Carol was like, um, was like, like, well, I'm glad I didn't weigh in on that. Episode. <laughs> yeah, and that, and again, like, just kind of embarrassed because it's like, oh man, I don't remember. I remember calling him not funny. Oh man, it's like the worst thing. I love the book. Uh, I feel, I feel like we weren't. I feel like it's we were on the most on the end positive, but just yes. like any kind of any kind of being like, Ugh, that was dumb. Like <laughs> I'm just has come back to like haunt me. Oh <laughs> so. man, this is so exciting. We we I like hey. Everyone knows your nemesis can't be your nemesis unless they are also your friend. Mm-hmm. So of course. I'm gonna look at the flip side of it, and Dan Nitro Clark is also is also our new best friend. Yes, <laughs> a, f- a friend of me. Yes, beautiful. M- much like Orson Welles and Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> much like Regina George and Katie Heron. Much like <laughs> Oasis and Blur. Oh, they were enemies. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, I believe that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's uh, yeah. much like Goku and Vegeta. Um, uh, Mello, you want to contribute one of those? <laughs> um, I don't know if I can match every single one you've just said. I feel like I'm just in awe <laughs> of this whole situation. I don't, I don't even know if I want to be here. I don't want to make an enemy out of a man. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you're safe. You're on the other side of the country. You live know. in what the if same you, what area. What if he beats me yeah. up too? <laughs> just so you know, like Mello, you can look forward to this once your show gets like almost three years and 180 episodes in <laughs> you two can make enemies with a former bodybuilding killing machine yeah oh, and, I would love and that. Uh, also 
uh, steroid addict. Yes. He's clean now. He's yeah. clean now. Um, I do want to say, uh, check out uh, his... Oh, I want to say a couple of things. First off, check out his podcast, which I believe is called The Gladiator Way. Okay. Um, oh, it yeah. is like very much... It is like like a like a, a motivational, like self-help, self-improvement kind of thing. It's really positive. Um, yeah. His I, book was net positive. Also, I do want to say is that I, I also wrote this in the email saying it's like, well, I guess we should probably do the, ne- the other book, F Dying. Uh-huh. So... Listener readers, wait for that in December. Hey, Daniel, if we can get him on the show for <laughs> F dying, oh my God. Uh, he, he lives like probably within 30 minutes of us. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Right. So, th- so yeah, uh, that's it. Let's, 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 let's pull it back How and, wonderful. And, and go into what we're going to talk. But yeah, clearly that's very exciting. <laughs> yes. Um, I do want to say that we get all our t-shirt ideas from like three stars reviews and now we got one in a, in an email saying uh, I might have to beat all of you up at the same time signed Dan Nitro Clark uh, was, I mean, there, that, was there no emoji on that one? No there's no emoji it was it was phrased like kind of like like a free form poem where it was at the same time like going down oh, awesome. so so yeah it's gonna I look... believe that was some classic Nitro speak yeah. so I'm, I'm so fucking excited this is great so yeah, the uh, you know how 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 exciting and fun is this? Just just you wait. I'm trying to think who would be the best enemy of uh, or frenemy of uh, of AP film. Of AP film, I don't oh. know. I think that like like who would be a good who who's the director of um of but I'm a cheerleader. Like Clea Duvall would be like their nemesis <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I was trying to think of like a filmmaker, but it's like maybe if like a certain actor, one of the like, certain actor. <laughs> Amanda wow. Seyfried, best. I, I would love that. You guys went on so much about how much you love Ke- Megan Fox, and then weirdly, like Amanda Seyfried's like, "So I hear you talk about the movie, <gasps> huh? but then no, no, no love for me, needy, huh? No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Amanda <laughs> Seyfried is one of my favorite people in the entire world. I don't even know her personally, but I would <laughs> die um, for her. She's from the same. She was from the same hometown as us. Yeah, she uh, really? she was born in the same town as mm-hmm. uh, a city and me as Gabe, uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. That um, is amazing. Hometown hero. My uh, my brother's older friend always tells the story. Every time he sees Amanda Seyfried, he goes, I made her cry in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Andy. Good job, Andy. <laughs> I love that. I'll put that on our resume. <laughs> yep. So, all right. So moving on, yes. it is the final week of our annual celebration Boo. Boo. do it forever nothing but oats cast <laughs> why isn't this a joyce carol oats podcast the oats tober podcast so it's the final week of oats tober our annual celebration of joyce carol oats and we are doing our final story selected by our wonderful guest malu malu please tell them what story you selected for oats tober i selected blindly may i add the temple <laughs> The temple. Yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead, but yeah, what, uh, I wasn't a part of this, but how did you select this story? Um, okay, so here's the dealio. Uh, <laughs> I was confused because there were so many stories and I didn't know exactly which one to pick and readers, listeners, I was in the middle of my midterm, so I also couldn't like sit down leisurely and really like check out every short story that she's written. Uh, mm-hmm. So Gabe was kind enough to send me a small list of stories that were easy to find online. And in the list, I only recognized one, which was, where are you going? Where have you been? And I love that story, but I didn't want to do something I already knew. So I looked at the other ones mm. and the temple had a synopsis that looked very interesting, but I didn't see the length and I didn't see <laughs> anything about like the full plot. Like I didn't know how it ended. I just kind of knew what it was about. And I just went with mm-hmm. it. I followed my instinct. And then I was like, oh, so it's like short, short. 
Um, yeah, you kind of gave Daniel and I a gift there for yeah. giving us a, a four-page short story. I was going to say that, like, listen, uh, right now, uh, Malu wins the Daniel Gonzalez Achievement <gasps> Award of selecting <laughs> the shortest possible story <laughs> that we could have possibly done. No. Like, like I, I don't know if Joyce Carol Oates has shorter... I mean, I, she probably does somewhere. She has a million of them. Yeah, but like Carver stories. But clearly... Also, I've read the story before. So the fact that you were like, oh, the temple. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's like three pages long. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, Malu, so you've read uh, a Joyce Carol Oates before. You've yes. read uh, her, big, her big story. I love that story. I think it's fantastic. I was lucky enough to discuss it in the uh, in one of my like freshman year classes in college. Um mm-hmm. And I was just so like fully into it. And we had a full, like, I think we had like a two day class discussion on it because it was just so, there was so many layers to go through. Um, and my professor was obsessed with Bob Dylan. I don't know why she just loves him. She believes in the man. So I don't much. know why either. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I really, really like that story. And I'm kind of like, after I read the temple, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say about this. And I had so much to say about the other one. <laughs> Well, I tell you, we can always talk about it. Like, uh, yeah, it, I, I, I have not read that one. That's one of our most famous ones. It's only really available probably in, like, composition English, like, <laughs> textbooks. And also her uh, her uh, collection, High Lonesome, which is more, like, collected fiction from across, like, 40 years. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but, yeah. Oh, okay. While we're on the topic, um, Melu, please um, tell us more, tell the listeners more about what are your favorite books, what else do you read? Clearly, unlike beloved Katie, who is not much of a reader. You are one. <laughs> yeah, I am a reader. I've been reading since I was like 11 because my parents forced me to and then I ended up liking it. So <laughs> that turned out super well for me. Um, <laughs> so I would say that my favorite books are, for a long time, it's been The Picture of Dorian Gray. Oh, um, we did that for the show. Uh-huh. I am a very, very big fan of that, uh, that book. And recently I discovered Little Women right before the Greta Gerwig movie came out. I didn't want to watch sure. the movie without reading the book, so I ordered it. I was very happy, and it made me cry like 10 pages in. <laughs> so, uh, so that has earned the spot of also one of my favorite books. Uh, yeah, I would say like those two are top, tip-top notch of my favorite books. Oof, going to the 19th century Malibu over here. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm very much like <laughs> classic literature type of person. Hell yeah. Um, that's actually very, that's a lot of fun because we had Katie on here to do um, Little Women, but we none of us got past like half of it. No. So we, we, we promised that we would do it again after the movie came out, which we did not do. So maybe down the line in like a couple months, we can have both of you guys on the show and yes. we'll finish up Little Women and it'll mostly be Katie for about 40 minutes talking <laughs> about Greta Gerwig. Yeah, yeah. You could also just use a snippet from our first like uh, like our pilot test episode and just oh yeah just, just strum that in with everything Gadia said about Greta Gerwig. Just oh, have a full compilation. I would oh, like yeah. to do that, but like putting like the 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 obstacle saying uh, Katie in particular need can talk about this, but cannot ever say the words Greta and Gerwig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be really funny. It, it would be like torture. We're, we're playing yeah. taboo. Yeah. <laughs> no, you would you would cut off her entire vocabulary. That'd be it for her. <laughs> what would she <laughs> say? Every time, uh, every time she says Greta or Gerwig or them together, she has to take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> By the end, she's just like gone. <laughs> she's passed out drunk in her house. Like, yeah. that is, that is amazing. She, she probably willingly do it. Let's not kill the poor she girl. She'd very happy to do it. <laughs> 
All right. But so, uh, <laughs> let's dive to it then, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. Uh, Gabe, did you do research on this thing, Mabobs? I did. There's not much research to be done, considering, again, it's a four-page short story, <laughs> but I did what I could. First and foremost, here is our Jayco fact sheet rundown, because mm-hmm. you just have to be sure. Um, Joyce Carol Oates was born 16th of June, 1938, in Lockport, New York. She graduated from Syracuse University, got her master's at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and was a PhD student at Rice before she left to become a full-time writer. Her first book, With Shuddering Falls, published in 1964. Yeah. She has published 58 novels. Her most recent being <laughs> 2020's Night Sleep, Death the Stars. Also, don't forget, that those are what? You said 28, 38. 58 novels. <laughs> I was way off. Yeah. Uh, 50, you said 58. That's I believe that's not including novels written under a, a pseudonym. Yeah, Rosamund something and like oh, there's yeah. this, there's one with Smith uh, I forgot what it was yeah, yeah. All right. so, besides that she taught at Princeton from 1978 through 2014 and is currently a visiting professor at the U- at UC Berkeley mm-hmm. she has won nearly every single writing award but still no Pulitzer mm. amazingly enough um, a Blackwater was a finalist did not win Wow. So, The Temple. The Temple was first published in the 1996 compilation of short stories, American Gothic Tales. It was a collection of stories tracking the history of Gothic storytelling in America, edited by Joyce Carol Oates. Yep. So, she basically did, Daniel has his copy right in front of us. <laughs> Bing bong. It's basically like a, a American Gothic Tales textbook by Joyce Carol Oates, also featuring Joyce Carol Oates. Amazing. The, and this is... And I'm sorry if you're going to get into this, but the, yeah, the Joyce Carol Oates story that Joyce Carol Oates decided to include in this is The Temple. The Temple. Amazing. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense, but yeah. Yeah, so the collection actually yeah, runs the history down, going from like Washington Irving, Nathaniel Hawthorne, Edgar Allan Poe, to H.P. Lovecraft, Shirley Jackson, Sylvia Plath, Harlan Ellison, Don DeLillo, <laughs> to Raymond Carver, Anna Rice, and Stephen King. We've actually done three stories from this collection already, I think. We've done Sherwood Anderson's Death in the Woods. Yep. We've done Lisa Tuttle's The Replacements. Yep. And Daniel, so quick question. Is our entire back catalog before episode 89 no longer available? Because I was trying to fig- um, double check if we did uh, a Rose for Emily. Yeah, well, we did do a Rose for okay, Emily. Okay, so, and William Faulkner's a Rose for Emily. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, there's a weird thing where, like, because of, like, the host that I use for this is that they only like, some, like, keeping, like, the most recent, like, 100 episodes available, mm. which I'm kind of fine with because it's like, yeah, the only ones were rough. But then again, like, maybe down the line, if I ever want to, like, actually use a different host site. Yeah, just know. transfer them all over to like Simplecast or to like uh, to yeah. Anchor. It, that's that's a bit of a process, uh, yeah. but like, yeah, we'll we'll, 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 we'll burn that bridge when you come. Yeah, to we're it. not going to talk about host sites. <laughs> yeah, <this> <laughs> damn it, Are you really? sure? Isn't this a business cast? Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> the rest of the research I did was just about what is gothic fiction because mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a nebulous term that's misused all the time, and I more or less just kind of copy the Wikipedia entry, so don't mind yes. me. Yes. Gothic fiction, which is largely known by the subgenre of gothic horror, is a genre or mode of literature and film that combines fiction and horror, death, and at times, romance. Its origin is attributed to English author Horace Walpole. Horace! With his, ninth, with his, sorry, 19, with his 1764 novel, The Castle of Otranto, yeah. subtitled A Gothic Story. <laughs> gothic fiction tends to place emphasis on both emotion and a pleasurable kind of terror, which I never thought about that way. It's kind of cool. Well, Serving okay. as an extension of the romantic literary movement that was relatively new at the time. The most common of these pleasures among gothic readers was the sublime, <laughs> an indescribable feeling that, quote, takes us beyond ourselves. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So the rest of it's like the it was all one through England, 18th century, Clara Reeve, Anne Radcliffe, Matthew Lewis, and it kind of grew a lot more in the 19th century with Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Edgar Allan Poe. Honestly, Dickens and A Christmas Carol is even considered a gothic tale, which yeah. makes a lot of sense. It's ghosts and shit. Yeah. yeah. He gets <laughs> met by death, and of course by Coleridge <laughs> and Lord Byron. The name gothic, which originally referred to the goths, mm-hmm. and then came to mean <laughs> German which is strange. I was, I was literally about to ma- na- name this factoid, but if he didn't say it already, yeah. yeah, it refers to Gothic architecture of medieval era, the medieval era of European history, where most of these stories take place. Mm. This extreme form of romanticism was very popular throughout Europe, especially among English and German language writers and artists. Oh, you, uh, I do want to tag onto that. Tag onto it, baby. <laughs> uh, the fact that, like, for some reason, like, all these, like, like basically a gothic, what we refer to as gothic architecture, was called gothic, even though they're not at all, like, literally gothic. They have mm-hmm. nothing to do with the goth people. Is that it was derogatory? They were basically calling it barbaric. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's so, so yeah, sad. That's, bar, 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 that's bar. Where, that's where the name comes from. That's why, like, if like the fact that the the goth people and like what we what we all understand as gothic, yeah, have no like real direct connection to sure. each other. Yeah. And by extension, the word barbarian comes from an ancient language people being like anybody who doesn't speak our language just goes bar 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 bar. <laughs> that's completely true. Yeah, that's German. Oh, <laughs> is it that's, German? That's German. That's how Germans talk. Bar 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 bar. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay, I I dig that. Good job. Gabriel. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, we truly learned something there. Now, now we will f- turn our head slightly and down to a blank screen. To a blank Ooh. screen with a little green dot. Yes. Uh, basically, yeah, because Malu, uh, as a ghost, has kind of appeared to us in the form of like kind of like a green howl type. Yeah, you know? kind of like a little bit between green howl type my and an electro gremlin. What was that? Are you talking about the picture in my uh, my thing? Oh, we don't have one. We just have like the green logo. <gasps> yeah. What? I see your picture. It's a it's a picture yeah, of that's Gabe. A cool, it's a cool picture hair. of me as a bartender. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Malu, can you give us just like a brief summary about what happens in the temple? Or just tell the whole thing. It's four pages. Why would <laughs> I just read the whole thing right away? <clears throat> read it to us. There read again. <laughs> Um, okay, well, now that I've been put in the spot, thank you guys. Didn't even let me know beforehand. Shit. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> it's part of the show. I mean, it is. We're, 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 called, we're called gotcha journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for you guys. Um, okay, so the temple. The temple is a story about a woman. She hears a sound. What the fuck is the sound? She keeps hearing the sound. It's coming from below the earth, near her house, oh. like right around her yard. <laughs> so she decides naturally to start digging because you know what else would you do if you heard a sound coming from the ground other than mm-hmm. dig 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 <laughs> and as she dig dig digs she finds the little skull of a baby or well not baby a child <gasps> i think she says child and she looks at it she sees herself in it in a very weird way um a bit of a peter pan complex if you ask me uh <laughs> oh and then she finds a whole little body of a little child uh who's buried there and she takes it up to her house, she puts it in a little velvet cloth, and her room becomes a sort of temple to this skull baby. And that's skull how she and that's, a, and that's how she skull lives the rest baby. of her days. And she never wonders why she heard a sound, even though the thing was dead. She never correlates those things as disturbing. <laughs> Um, which, you know, good for her. I mean, I'm glad she can live her life like that so recklessly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it takes some it takes some guts to just be like, I'm going to dig and dig and maybe I'll find some uh, child corpse. Yeah. yeah. It's just a the fact that she doesn't question it to me. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, good job, good job, Malu. Thank um, you. Yeah, it's it's a short story. There's not like technically a lot that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, and it's hard to kind of talk about this without getting into feelings or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, like Gabe, is there anything that we that like necessarily that she might have missed or? No, um, yeah. just just that's basically it. Um, there's that little coda. I think that's the most important thing to it. That mm-hmm. I think you kind of alluded to, but not really. Um, the final paragraph is kind of like the whole like last little bit of it that kind of I think establishes it even deeper as a like Faulknerian kind of uh, um, gothic tale. Mm-hmm. Here's the last paragraph. So yeah, it's basically like the skeletons in her room. In this way, <laughs> the woman's bedroom became a secret temple. On the velvet cloth, the skull and bones, unnamed, would be would be discovered after the woman's death, but that was a long way off. Mm-mm. Yeah. I really and, like that. Uh, yeah, so there's like a, there's a, a omniscience to the narration that's not her story. Yeah. yeah the, interesting, interesting kind of parallels to, as you said, as like a rose for Emily by mm-hmm. old Bill Faulkner. Oh, Billy um, Fox? Yeah, it had written. Um... So yeah, like I, I tell you what, um, this story is uh, four pages long. We talked uh, about this for four minutes. <laughs> I, I think what we should do instead of just jumping right, because I feel like talking any more about it or, or like braving a, a time about our feelings. Yeah, there's not a lot to break down. I mean, there's a lot to break down, but not without going into how we felt about it. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be easier to talk about it when we're talking about that. Uh, what we talk about when we talk about uh, uh, the running? Temple. Oh, when we're yeah, talking okay. about the, the talking. It's love, you bastard. <laughs> what about running? That came after. That's named after the Carver story. So anyway, um, so uh, no, what we're gonna do? We're gonna go on. <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna go on break. We're gonna have a tiff. Um, <laughs> a Toronto International Film Festival. Exactly. exactly. Uh, and uh, we're gonna go on break. When we come back, we have a game to play. We do. <laughs> Rose, gonna clear us. Staying throats. in. Um, <laughs> and uh, when we come back, and then we're playing the game. Mal's gonna lose. And no, then, no, no. Uh, Unlike Katie, Katie's I'm going you. to win. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I believe in you. I am hoping you're gonna win because mm-hmm. Katie, Katie fucking sucks. I wonder for a while, like, like, is Katie just bad at games or like in your in your wonderful show, Katie loses more than half the time. She's bad and at I wonder, games. Like, like, is Malu just like a, a, a twisted game master always dangling the carrot in front of Katie's <laughs> face? Or is Katie just bad at games? No, I'll tell you the truth. I'm gonna tell you like here, here comes the God honest truth. Okay. Both. I am a master, <laughs> but Katie okay. is also terrible at games. Like she has nowhere to go in this situation. She's doomed left and right. It. All right, no, I'm into that. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great time. But yeah, okay. uh, but I tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna go to game when we when go we come to back. Break? When we go, we're gonna go to break then game. game. Yes. Then break again. Then we're we'll come back when we're talking about feelings about the temple. Explitterature. Talk All right. about our feelings. Exactly. <laughs> Get some wine. Going to break. Welcome back. Hello. Dear listener readers. How are you? To (laughs) Slow readers. (laughs) I'm still Gabe. I'm still Daniel. And I'm still Malu. Hi. Yeah. She got the hint. She got it. (laughs) I got it. It's amazing how often our guests do not get the hint. (laughs) Really? Yeah, they're... Yes. Yeah, we're not the easiest to uh, <laughs> to keep track. Yeah, <laughs> to keep up with. I mean to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, anyway. feel, I feel super smart and validated now. Thank you. Neither the yes. you should, but now prepare to be unvalidated. <laughs> I'm gonna win. Apparently, I don't know what you guys are talking about. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, hey, listen, I'm I'm rooting for you, uh, Malu. All right. Yeah. You you because we're know. gonna play a game, mm-hmm. and you need to first beat Katie. Easy. Which already done. I'm gonna, yeah. No, I'm telling you, like you've already won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just by showing up. Uh, but yeah, that said, we have a game, mm-hmm. and we've been playing this game. Ooh. Yes. It's a little game called <laughs> Gatekeeper. 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 Get- oh. uh, 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 Malu and Gabe. You wake up in the middle of a labyrinth made of stone and ivy. Uh, Dale, if you're going to do the fancy (laughs) intro, you have to do full sound design. Uh, 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 Maybe. Uh, (laughs) Before you, uh, uh, barring your path on the way out of this crazy labyrinth, are ten mystical gates. Oh my god. God. One of you... You will take turns selecting a gate and guessing the the magical elven clue, oh. the phrase, the magic word Ew. to unlock all the gates so that you can escape. Why is it elven? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Why wouldn't uh, it be? <laughs> it's it's got to be, right? Why not dwarven? Because, okay. Uh, it depends. Are we underground ma- or are we above ma- ground? I think dwarves would do a labyrinth ma- more so than, than okay, elven. Okay, no, they can both do it. Okay. depends on where it's located. Underground or, I guess or so. overground. Is there a minotaur? All right, motherfuckers, <laughs> y'all don't know Fellowship of the Ring well enough because when is they show Greek up at the Mines of Moria, Roman? the magical gate leading into the Mines of Moria was written in Elvish. It was a, a dwarven mine, Elvish riddle. Speak okay. friend. That's it. <laughs> friend. <laughs> yes. I did it. That's it. So, so yeah, you will start with 10 points. Uh, as you as you fail at every gate and pass into the next one, you lose some of your life es- essence. Losing points. Life's lose points. Yeah, if you guess wrong, if you guess uh, uh, the, the, the solution wrong, the riddle wrong, you lose two points. If you decide to pass, that's negative one point. Okay. The point is to win with as many points as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we be well, like Harry Malibu, Potter also so we should... can say like 10 points to Gryffindor just to like, you know, keep that ruse up? <laughs> Hey. You know, maybe that's something <laughs> a gate master, and I think uh, in this gate, this gate master doesn't fucking accept Harry Potter references. All right, <laughs> all right. I just did a fucking not so deep dive on fucking Lord of the Rings right now. <laughs> Malu, just so you know, um, I am the Dan Nitro Clark of Gatekeeper, so <laughs> you are the underdog, and I am the destroyer. I am the reigning champion of this, and I'm gonna take you on all at once. Gabe, I don't know if you've ever read a book, but everybody. Uh, was for the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> Not Yankees fans. Oh, shit. Mal just brought in a fucking literary reference. <laughs> and I brought in a sports reference, which I know even less about. <laughs> All right. All right. That's it. Are y'all ready to play Gatekeeper? I'm ready to win. That's what I am. All right. What, I, what'd you say, Mal? I said I'm ready to win. That's what I am. All right. Uh, bring Good. it, Mal. I like that spirit. That said, let's start the music. Ooh. Uh, Malu, you are our guest. Do you want to go first, or do you want to go, or do you want to pass it so that Gabe goes first? No, I'll go first. Fuck that. Nice. Bold. <laughs> All right, I need you. Also, uh, keep What's track the... of keep track of your points. We'll get I'll get into that in a moment. Keep track of your points. Uh, you each have about ten points. The best thing to do is just hold up your fingers hold and, up I'll, fingies. and I'll let Yay. you know how many points you lose and such. <clears throat> All right, that's it. The thing that y'all need to guess, and technically this is our Halloween episode, so. <laughs> Famous Halloween slash horror movie. Okay. Oh, right. Yes. It's a broad field. Mm-hmm. Some very big names out there that we all know. The yeah. yeah Cultural yeah. osmosis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So that's it. Malu, the ma- malefactor. 
That's pretty cool. Maleficent. Maleficent. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I like I, that. You need to guess or pick a number between one and ten. I pick seven. 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 Yeah. It's a magical it's number. A popular thing. Okay. And again, Malu, uh, this is your first time paying it, uh, <laughs> following along with this. So, some of these, uh, the, the clues should be purposely obscure. The whole, po- the whole point is that like they just kind of guide you towards a good guess. Yes. Okay. And also, don't be afraid to talk through your thought process, because otherwise we get a lot of dead air. Yes. No, I will exclusively remain in silence for five minutes while I do my thinking. <laughs> <laughs> while we'd make, uh, while we pretend to know the American Gladiator. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gate number seven. The heaven. Excited. A quote from the director uh, <laughs> uh, regarding the explicit sex scenes. Oh. Quote, the MPAA told me I was allowed two consecutive but- buttock thrusts from blank, but three is deemed obscure. Obscure? Obscene? obscene. obscene. Oh. I had obscure. <laughs> so again, uh, a director talking about the explicit sex scenes in this movie. Mm. Uh, apparently for the MPAA, three buttock thrusts was was too much, but two was just fine. Wait, I'm just, I just want to clarify something. Does this have to be a movie that's based on a book or is it just like Halloween movies? No, this is, I just, the whole thing was just Halloween slash horror movies. It's October. Oh, okay. it's t- yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we try to keep it lit. Yeah. Like around lit, but because it's Oatstober, you know why not? And uh, and again, like um, you know, because like uh, you can ask to like repeat any of like the previous clues. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, I don't like giving information out outside of exactly what I've given as clues. But That's yeah, cool. I just want to make sure that I like I knew the playing field. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, I'm now. gonna I'm gonna take a wild guess. Um, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. here's here's my pr- thinking process. There's okay. only one horror movie that right away, as soon as you say, like, buttocks thrust, that's the movie that my head just goes to right away. Okay. Because um, I'm scarred by this image forever and ever. Oh, uh, man. So let's see if it's this one. Is it Midsummer? Is it, is it Midsummer? Yes. Malu, take off two points. No! <laughs> oh! Wait, why that- two? Isn't it just one? <laughs> no, yeah. If you guess, if you guess and guess wrong, it is two points. Yeah, I took off yeah, two points. Yeah, if you point. pass, it's one point. Yeah, that that's it. Uh, playing gutsy, and I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm about it. I'm, I'm a I big tried. fan. I, okay. I do try. If you had, if you had guessed it based on that, and it's a horror I'd be movie, like, oh my god, that'd be fucking wild. Like I have a guess in my mind, Gabriel. But... Yes, <laughs> you get a chance to steal this and guess this elven fucking cruel riddle. Well, Daniel, so actually, we never established this. Do I lose two points if I get wrong yes. during this? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? In, in a classic role reversal, I'm going to wait till my next, my next gate. Okay. Gabriel, mm-hmm. pick a number between one and ten. Let's go with number nine. All right, number nine. Nice. I like how we're keeping okay. two odd numbers. Yeah. This is a pretty good guess. Or gate. Get? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, get, uh, get, a gate guess? or gate or a get. Okay. Right. Both. Katie Rife of the AV Club oh. has quipped that uh, while other similar movies appeal to, quote, the fraternity crowd, this mm. film appeals to, quote, humorless art students who prefer dark poetry. Interesting. What? That, that knocks out my guess. Oh, I haven't seen those movies for sure. <laughs> oh, um, Dan, please repeat the clue. All right. Uh, so again, uh, Katie Rife of the AF, uh, AV Club <clears throat> st- stated that while other similar movies appeal to the fraternity crowd, this one appeals to quote humorless art students. Interesting boy, 
humorless art students. Me. That is so. It it hurt. That is so <laughs> interesting. Cause my last my my guess was like Last House on the Left. Cause that that's a movie that has a lot of buttock thrusting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might still be. Mm-hmm. It might it might be the one. Cause I'm thinking like I don't know. I don't think Daniel is going to pick a horror film that's really heavy on the sexual assault. I think that's that's like that's on the left. Yeah, I like mean that's, like that's, that that vouch of trust right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully I know Daniel better than that. So I I don't think I don't think I have a guess right now. You're gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. You're down to nine. I'm down to mm. nine points. Malu, the malefactor. Oh. Uh, do you want to possibly steal and guess and possibly guess it right and get plus one points, or are you gonna pass, lose no points, and get a clue? Um, I think I'm gonna pass, lose no points, and get a clue because I really think I haven't seen this movie. Okay. Cool. Malu. Yeah. Pick, pick a number between one and ten. I will pick the number five because I don't like even numbers. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Odd ones out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gate number five. Malu. Mm-hmm. The legendary villain of this film. Oh, I got a legendary villain. Is an eloquent speaker. Is an eloquent speaker? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> wait a minute, wait. <laughs> Take your time, Malu. I'm trying to put two and two together, like <laughs> Good keeper. Good What's keeper. It's the American Gladiators thing. I wish I could know like the year of this movie just to like place myself in history. It might be in one of the clues. It might be in one of the clues. I can't guess anything, can I? Because I passed. Uh, well, no, no. I mean, now it's your turn. Now it's your game. That was your game. So right now, now it's your now it's officially your turn. Where you you can either guess. Uh, if you guess it wrong, you mm-hmm. lose another two points. Sure. If you if you pass, you lose one point, and then Gabe gets a chance to first steal and then possibly get another clue and then guess. I think I'm gonna pass. I I really don't know what to do with this right. information. Malu. Interesting. Going down a point, I believe you're at seven now. I am at seven. That's my favorite number. So Malu I'm at seven. There. Gabriel, the heel. The heel! <laughs> the are, bad boy! Are you gonna try and steal it, or do you wanna take another random fucking guess? Humorless art student. So I think that's <laughs> a. It's That's not a good review, I don't think. Cause. Uh, um, Isn't it though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cause. Okay. Um. An eloquent speaker. There are only so many villains of a horror film, a famous horror film, that are eloquent speakers. We didn't speak There's at all. like. Um, there's Freddy, who is a very, I don't know, he uses the word, he uses the B word a lot, that curse word I don't like to use. I like all of them but that one. And really? So, you love Yeah, I don't know. For me, like, like I, it's, it's, it's one where I eventually got, like, turned to it being like, yeah, I guess that's not ever an appropriate one for a man to use. That's fair. Um, Daniel, you know what? In the spirit of playing bold, because I don't <laughs> like being accused of not being bold, this is a stab in the dark, but I want to guess... American Psycho. Gabriel, your guess is American Psycho? Yes. Oh. Gabriel, take two points off. Oh, oh no! I, th- I thought you were totally right. I was literally thinking, like, I can't believe I didn't think of American Psycho. What, you're down to seven points as seven well? Points. All right, seven points. Seven to seven. And also, and also, it's your turn again. So. Okay, that's all right. Gabriel, pick a number between one and ten. 
have we done three yet? Wait. Uh, no. I think I know what Number movie it is. Ooh, all right. Number three, please. All right. So number three, this isn't that helpful. <laughs> this oh rad. This, this film has <laughs> nine sequels. Nine. Oh the story, my god. The story also exists as a series of books, comic books, and many other media. So nine. Nine sequels. Lots of other different oh. like kind of like adaptations and versions through different genres. Gabriel. Are you gonna guess it? See, I thought Are I knew what it was, and now I don't. Nine. Nine. Knocked out my guess. How many horror films have nine of them? How many horror films have nine films? Nine. You'd be surprised, with actually. A, with a villain who is a good speaker. Eloquent. That implies that it's an elegant speaker. Eloquent. Eloquent, Eloquent speaker. Yeah. That implies that it's the same actor, at least, across nine horror films. How many horror films even have like more, like ten films plus a franchise? Was the elephant speaker just like a sarcastic? Did it have a sarcastic undertone? <laughs> I cannot answer that. <laughs> that is not how the gatekeeper works. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Damn it. Um, man, I was wondering if that was sarcastic because in that case it would be like Friday the Thirteenth or something. But again, this one is for art, humorless art students. Jesus. Uh, the sweat is starting to pour from Gabe's brow. Exactly. <laughs> buckets. Hugs Fucking buckets. Ga buckets. Gabriel, you're gonna play or you're gonna chicken out? I have to wisely back away from He's that. He's gonna chicken out. Down to six points. You're playing very aggressively, which I'm a fan of. Yes. <laughs> chicken. And now, Mallory <laughs> has a chance to, to steal. You can either pass, not lose any points, and take her turn, or you can possibly guess. If you get it right, you get plus one point, or you get you know, two points off, and then you take your turn. No, no, I'm passing and getting a clue. Thank you very much. Now, <laughs> who's chicken? I'm not chicken. I'm smart. That's different. <laughs> Mallow the not chicken. Uh -huh. I need you Thank to you. guess a number or pick a number. Mallow the wolf. <laughs> Just guess a number, and that's how I win. Um, pick it. One out of ten. You want know ten? Let's go for the final, the final countdown, if you will. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this one could be this one could be a very good hint if, real you, if you if you know some factoids about some movies, right? Damn it! Okay. Do I know factoids about movies? <laughs> <laughs> I right. hope so. You host a film podcast. <laughs> a whole so, ass film podcast. This film came out at the end <laughs> of the eighties. Mm. Oh my god. The the filmmaker of a recent successful franchise remake slash soft reboot plans on doing the same for this one. Wait, say that I whole thing again. What was it. the order of that sentence? Say it again. Okay, okay. First off, this film came out in the late 80s. Late 80s, gotcha. And a filmmaker of a recent uh, 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 franchise remake slash soft reboot uh, is planning to make or do like a similar thing to this movie. And that's very, that's like recent news. Uh, Are they going to do another remake of this one? What? Yeah, as in like the... Uh, the kind of brief version is that someone who remade a movie recently it plans to remake this, this movie as well. Okay, kind of I, I think I know it. Oh, oh shit. no, I have no idea. Dude, wait, nah, give, me a, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Really... I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Come on, think about the buttocks. <laughs> Constantly thinking about the buttocks. Thank you very much. How uh, many thrusts? <laughs> just two, apparently. How many thrusts Otherwise, can you go? Three is too many. You cannot, you cannot <laughs> three. Late 80s, and it's possibly getting remade softly <laughs> by somebody who also softly remade something else. 
Jesus. <clears throat> well, how many points? You're at seven. I'm at points, seven. Right? We're both at seven right now. I'm at six. Okay. <laughs> so if <you're, laughs> if you lose, if if you pass, you're down to six. Gabe gets a chance to steal uh-huh. or possibly just take his turn. But yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll, 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 we'll see. That's the thing. Gabe already said that he probably knows it. So even if I guess right now. He could be wrong. He could be <laughs> wrong, in which case it's almost over for me. Yeah. Wait, let's see, let's see, let's, let me just make some quick math, which I'm not good at, so I'm going to make it out loud so you guys can help me. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, if I guess something right now, fully blind, because I'm not sure if the movies I have in mind were made in the 80s, um, but if I guess right now, just blindly, wait, uh-huh. wait, I know oh. it. Oh, I think no. I know it. I don't know if there's but, but, uh, buttros in this one, though. <laughs> Are there? Is it? What'd you what? say? Is it the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> Malu, <laughs> take two points. No! Oh! <laughs> You're down to down to four points. Five. I'm um, down to five points. Five points. Five points. Okay. Now answer my question: Is there butt thrusts in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Because I can't remember. Uh, well, yeah, it's already off the things, but Texas, Texas Chainsaw, no. I don't think there's any sex in that. No, there's no, there's no real sex. There's sexuality and everything like that. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that first one's a great movie. Oh. Uh, but hey, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy watch, but it's pretty good. <laughs> a quick disagree for me, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, also, um, only so many movies in that franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only like five. Are there yeah. really? I thought there the were two more. remakes. There's been a weird amount of like sequel, like either remakes and prequels or sequels to those remakes recently, like more than there's ever been. There's only there was only like two or three movies originally. Now Damn. there's like an extra four movies because bad filmmakers keep making more of them. Anyway. That was a terrible Gabriel. guess from yes. my part. It is Gabe's turn to possibly steal, pass, and take his turn. Mm-hmm. And he, he seems pretty confident he in himself. He's confident, yeah. Okay, Daniel. Sorry, so can you repeat them, uh, the, 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 late, the latest clue again one more time? The latest clue is that this film came out the, at the end of the 80s. Yes. Uh, someone who remade a, a horror movie recently is planning to do the same thing for this in a similar kind of vein. Someone who remade a horror film recently. Yes. I didn't get okay. that part of the clue. You just said remade another movie. Just, <laughs> F- oh. just did FYI, I, I say, I'm at a disadvantage here. Did I, did I say something differently there? No, you said <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Ah. I, I asked him for clarification on it earlier. No, Even you know, though he, when you're editing this, play it back. Listening. Oh, you know, when you edit this, play it back. I want, it, I want to hear it. <laughs> No, Mello, I'm going to tell you what I told Katie. Daniel has a very hands-off editing style. He will play back. <laughs> yes. I have spoiled you guys. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Daniel, I, I'm i going to make a guess. Okay. And, uh, if you get this right, you're going to gain one point. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm at six <laughs> points, so I'm... Okay. I'm, yes. Daniel, is it Leprechaun? Gabriel? Yes. Take two points. Oh, off. shit! I don't even know that movie existed. I'm, I'm so points. glad this happened. Uh, Gabe, you're at four points. This is very exciting. Gabe, you're at four points. Mal, you're at, you're at five I'm points? I'm at five. Look at me go. Okay. I thought I was going to lose with that horrible Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre guess. I mean, you're in the you're in the lead. In the guessing, lead. Uh, you made a, a guess at a very good movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gabriel, I'm very excited. Gabe. I have a secondary guess. Okay, well, right now, it's your turn. Okay. Pick a number between one and ten. Um, What is still available? Uh, one, two, four, six, eight. Yeah. Let's do Ugh. eight. All of the even numbers. <laughs> What's wrong with even numbers? What about numbers? one? I don't like them. Psych. 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 <laughs> I'm trustworthy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
This one may may or may not help much. Okay. okay. <laughs> especially especially in terms of like what uh, one of the other clues I've already said. It's, it's an interesting. It kind of paints a picture. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> so. The creator signed away the rights to the characters in the story to the production company while making the first movie. So, and clearly not expecting the wild success that this story and characters has has done. That said, despite so many films in the franchise, as I've said before, I can say this, 10, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, the total box office gross of all the films, according to Wikipedia, is an estimated 55 million. Holy shit. So that's it. Ten, okay. ten movies, fifty-five million, million. low budget. Damn. Okay. It, it's an interesting thing once you once you know what this is and exactly why those numbers are. Wait, Ooh, this is the really budget? Tricky. That was the budget, or that was what they made in total together, box office. Yeah. Uh, gross. Not adjusted for inflation or anything, oh, because obviously oops. I said the first movie came out in the late '80s. But like <laughs> overall, all movies in in this film series, which I said ten movies, yeah. equals fifty five million dollars that it made grossed Damn. overall. Ten movies. Ten movies. How many franchises have ten movies that began in the late '80s? And again, See, that's, that's if, what if you want me to repeat it's those two things, Sorry. what's that? No, like that's that's what keeps getting into my head, like those two things correlating together. That's that's where I get lost. Cause like I'm I am I want to say Hellraiser, but Hellraiser was early '80s. Oh, you I know what? I, maybe maybe it's that one, cause that's that is that did not make a lot of money. Keep in mind, you're at six points. If you I'm at four, four points. He's at you're four, four points. points yeah. <laughs> I feel some Mal's favoritism gonna... here between hosts. I don't like this. I am at odds. <laughs> <laughs> Mal is beating you. Technically, if you get if you guess and get get this right, uh huh, I still lose. You still lose. <laughs> I thought our old rules were that if you guessed right, you got five points. No. Yeah, but I kind of like this more. This makes like the guessing kind of like more. Like, okay. I like the idea that technically at this point, like you could guess it right and you actually lose. So. All right, but in that case, I might as well strategically, even if I think I know it, I should pass so she loses more points and then I try. If that is the case. It is your strategy. It's a mind game That's between true. you and the other person trapped I mean, you in this labyrinth of stone. Out loud, so I don't know how many mind yeah. games you're playing when you already told me what you're doing. Okay. okay. Mal, how many uh, how many points do you have? None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, how many points does she have? Uh, I, th- I think five. I have five points. I do. <laughs> okay. Good. You know what? I think I I think I have at least two more good ideas of what it could be. Right. So, uh, Malu, um, I'm going to go ahead and pass. We, we got we got some gates to go, so. We That's got true. some gates to go. I'm down to three points? Right. Uh, yes, you're down to three points, Gabe. Oof. Jeez. Malu, do, do you want to take this chance? Do you want to possibly guess? If you guess it right, you gain one point, or you can just take your turn. I'm going to take my turn, because I'm not, I really don't have a guess for this, so I'm just going to play it safe here. Mal's. Hello. Pick a number between one and ten. I will pick the number six. 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 The devil's number, if you will. <laughs> just one six? What's just one? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just the, the, you know, he changed it <laughs> Multiply recently. Multiply by 111. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, no. He changed it recently. He felt that it would work better as far as, you know, marketing. <laughs> Minimalist branding? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So gate six. <clears throat> I don't know how much. Uh, I'm curious how this one will play. <laughs> Many scenes, were, many scenes were trimmed and cut down to keep Ugh. this film from getting an X rating. Okay, I know what this is. Some of the cut slash trim scenes, a graphic hammer murder, a naked male victim, and a f- and a female villain putting her hand in a male villain's guts. 
Wait, what? Maybe I don't know what this is. See, I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't seen this movie. I don't know what you chose, but I for sure haven't seen this. Yeah. A okay. Male, so it, a male and a female villain, you say? Yeah, that was that was revealed in that. <laughs> that was the big reveal of the day. Uh, yes. A male and a female villain. Do you want me to repeat that, or are you? Yeah, yeah. Re repeat it one more time. Let me hear okay. it once more. <laughs> So, many scenes were trimmed or cut to mm -hmm. keep this movie from getting a, an X rating. Of course. Uh, some, of those, uh, some of those scenes that were trimmed slash cut were a graphic hammer murder that was trimmed, a no. naked male victim mm -hmm. was changed to semi-naked, oh. <laughs> and, I, I and a female villain putting her hand in a male villain's guts. That means that it's a male villain dies. What's that? That means that a male villain dies and a female villain remains. <laughs> at, at that point. That's, yeah, that's just it. <laughs> um, As you can see, yeah. I'm the modern day Sherlock Holmes, just deducting left and right. <laughs> Very, truly, Deduction. Truly deducting things there. Also, yeah. that, that last one's kind of vague because, like, yeah, I don't, I'm not too sure exactly what was cut or actually what was happening, but that was kind of described on the Wikipedia. Damn. Okay, well, let me. Let me think, because that, that second thing you mentioned, like, the second scene that got cut sounds stupidly familiar, like, the male victim being fully naked and being Why cut Why would you take a guess, Malu? Well, oh. this is none of your business. I would like for you to stay on your side of the labyrinth. <laughs> Get lost or something, like, I'm doing my thing. I'm gonna shoot some sparks up. <laughs> yeah, shoot them up. Get away. If you, if you do... Up. I do want to just state the the stakes here because Malu, if you guess guess it right, you win. Yeah. Um, I believe if you pass and lose a point, you're kind of like kind of keeping just like your neck above where Gabe is. Yeah. But if you guess and guess wrong, I think you're you're giving Gabe a lead here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. I, if I guess wrong, then I'm right where Gabe is right now, which means that he yeah, could easily he, win. And he did just mention that he thinks he knows what it is because he keeps voicing his opinions. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps giving Nitro. me the lead by telling him what he thinks. Um, let me can give me like a a minute to organize my thoughts, like Sherlock oh Holmes. <laughs> have we you got a real uh, wait, who wants to be guys, a millionaire situation. Have you guys seen the um the Sherlock Holmes BBC, like the way the things jump around in front of him? Uh -huh. Sure, when he's yeah. Sherlock's. Yeah, the Sherlock. No, it's with um better the Cumberbatch. Like the way that they do him thinking oh, is yeah. really nice. Um, that's what's happening right now. Um, All right. Well, while you're thinking, we're gonna go to an ad break. Oh, oh that's a washing machine. You want a washing machine, little boy? I do, there, Mister. What are you gonna wash? All these bloody sheets. Oh, so many kids in this neighborhood with bloody sheets. You and me both, Mister. <laughs> I love murder. Come inside, Mister. Have some lemonade. Oh, sure thing. <laughs> hey, this lemonade doesn't taste very good. It kind of burns. It's all right, Mister. Close your eyes. Okay, I trust you small child. Wait, you're not a small <laughs> child. You're actually a grown human man born so that you just look like a child and you're actually a murderer like in that movie, Orphan? The Orphan? That was a girl. That was a girl. Yeah, but that's the movie. Is that what happens in Orphan? Um, yeah, spoilers. Okay. That's the one. What? So, yo, hey, back <laughs> to the game. Yeah. Also, yes, that is what happened in The Orphan. Thank <laughs> that you. is essentially Lord. the plot. Except for with a woman <laughs> instead of a man. Yeah. Also, Gabe, that was a fantastic uh, Mickey Mouse semi-voice. I really like that. Thank you. I sounded exactly like the mouse. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. Mallow. Mallow. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I'll quickly respond with uh, my. You know, I can, I can do like a perfect uh, Schmiegel voice. It's my one perfect. like party trick. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Fun. All right. Well, now you got to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just step, keep her mouth or, away or, from or, the Or save it for what's it called? Save it for your plugs. I'll save it for my plugs. Yeah, that's how I'll plug myself. It'll be like that. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do? The, I... the, the game is nigh. <laughs> the game is afoot. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm not entirely sure what it is, I have, a fr- I have an inkling, but I'm not going to jump the gun on it because I did that before and it didn't turn out well for me. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to Gabe. Shit. Mm-hmm. So, Mallory, you're right. down to four, four points? She's I'm four down points. to four points, yes. So, whatever Gabe does, I win. You know what happens if there's a tie? Uh, whoever guesses it right wins. Oh, what? okay. Yeah. Okay, you're <laughs> at, I didn't get I'm told that. At, <laughs> you just made that up. You're at, no, I mean, that's kind of how it always is. Now, now that you know, do you want to make a guess? <laughs> no, no, I don't, because I really don't yeah. know. Uh, then it's always kind of been an unspoken thing. Like, for example, like right off the bat, like technically, if you, yeah, if, if like someone guesses it right away, technically you would win if you're both at 10 yeah, points. I think, so, yeah, if I, yeah, if I, if I, we both tied and I get it right, I win. Yeah, and it's not, and it's, I just want to say, it's not like a tiebreaker I pulled out of my ass. That makes sense. <laughs> it's not uh, a tiebreaker I pulled out of my ass. But Gabriel. Gate you, number one, please. Okay, so you're going, you're going, you're picking gate number one. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> this might not help. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. Okay, gate number one. This film has been called the greatest horror film made in Britain. Okay, I know exactly what this Roger is. Roger Ebert complained about its bankruptcy of imagination. I know exactly what this Ooh, is. Gabriel like thinks he knows what it is. Big talk coming from the Nitro over here. <laughs> Mr. Daniel, nitro. I was incorrect. Hellraiser came out in 1987. The mm-hmm. answer is Hellraiser. Gabriel, mm-hmm. you have guessed right! Yes! Oh my god. But... So win. What? You're at three points. Well, I gained a point from getting it right. No, only when you steal. Oh, really? Yeah. I (laughs) misunderstood that. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Oh, well, I knew that last round. I was waiting. You know what? It was really funny because I was going to immediately say, like, Gabe, now's your chance to steal, but you were like, gate number one. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. It was kind of like a a tricky thing where it's like, I thought you were going to steal, and it's like, you went for one. I was like, yeah, Mal's going to. Oh, fuck. Oh, you you doomed yourself. I won. Well. She, the lady went. The house, the house lost today. The house, the house, the house loses. But that said, Malu, you are our crowning well Oats Toper Gatekeeper correct. champion. I'll you send you guys a picture of Nitro. Yes, uh, uh, the audience. Uh, let's be honest. The audience loves it when Nitro loses. He's the heel. He's <laughs> yeah. to, he to, uh, uh, an underdog needs to take him down. That's true. Um, yes. I mean, poor, poor little Jimmy in the hospital is like Nitro lost. There is my will to live. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing for a child. Be like, I, I want know. the good. I want the bad guy to. I mean, hey, he's a hero. Americans love a villain. That's true. Right. But that's that, why the Yankees and the Patriots are always so popular. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> so let me let me go through uh, some of these uh, clues. Uh, Curse you, Malu, and also Wait. my. Not under- neither of us understanding the rules Very- and me cutting off Daniel. <laughs> Jumping the gun there. Wait, Which guys, is, I, can, I I just, mean, hey. can I just say something really quickly? Yeah, I've never what? seen this movie. Okay. And I, I won? I I've seen the first one. It's not good. They're all not good. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. I've seen most of, I think, the Love first that. two movies. Mm-hmm. So again, let me just go through these for, for people out there, especially Malo, if you're not very familiar with Hellraiser, right? Oh, okay. Uh, I do know also, what this movie is. I just know, I just didn't know which one it was, but I do know it from the the guy yeah, the with the things. Guy. Yeah. yeah the also, guy. fun bonus, it turned out to also be adapted from a book. Yeah, it, uh, coincidentally. Huh. Coincidentally. Um, 
Yeah, this is uh, it's not a part of the clues, but Clive Barker uh, famously created this character. Originally appeared in a novella called The Hellbound Heart. The Hellbound Heart. Um, and then and then he personally wrote and directed this film, the first one, <laughs> because of Rawhead Rex being such a horrible film. Yes. Ooh. And that said, the funny thing is that like he apparently signed away like the rights, being like this thing's gonna fail. No. And apparently, yeah. And apparently, so, but okay. So here's some things, right? But hey, For, he has Nightbreed. The the first two films. Yeah, he has Nightbreed to lean on. <laughs> uh, okay, so the first two films were uh, British productions. Yes. The other ones weren't. Uh, uh, num- gate number two was the legendary villain of this film, Pinhead, mm-hmm. and its mm-hmm. sequels. Uh, uh, oh, so the original f- uh, villain in this particular film was credited under a different name. He's not mm. called Pinhead. He's called Lead Cenobite. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, previous thing this this has nine sequels there are ten Hellraiser movies yeah. Jesus uh, the, uh, gate number four was the fourth film in this franchise is unique for two reasons the director is credited as Alan Smithy Ooh. and it co-stars hey. uh, film star Adam Scott yay yeah <laughs> I actually didn't know that yeah Alan Smithy though so yeah Very Adam nice. Scott and Alan Smithy also um I don't think it's on here, but only the first out of ten movies, only the first four or five movies were had theatrical releases. The other ones were direct to video, which mm. is why the worldwide gross for all these films together is so low. Mm. So that, that was sense. that was kind of like a weird clue that like yeah yeah kind of know these all right. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Many scenes were trimmed. Makes sense. Uh, mm. uh, a quote from the director. Yeah, uh, lots of graphic sex stuff. Instead of instead of all these other horror movies that are about horny teens, is about just horny adults. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, everyone's uh, horny. It doesn't matter the age. That's true. <laughs> Everyone that's true. can be horny. horny. Hey, guys, with a gr- thunderbolt, let's create the first slasher film in a nursing home where everyone exa- acts exactly like a horny teenager because from what I've heard in nursing homes, there's nothing but big old fuck fests. Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, apparently like sex in nursing homes, crazy amount amounts. Good That's going to bring in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good for you guys. Yeah. Go oh, people in nursing re- homes. <laughs> Let me revisit these two, right? Uh, Katie Reif of AV Club call, says that this movie appeals to humorless art students who prefer dark poetry. Makes sense. That should have yeah. should have been way obvious. I was just so sure that it came out in like eighty three. Yeah, that was a weird. Th- yeah, yeah. What made you remember that it came out in eighty seven? Well, first I realized that one, I could be wrong. The second I said it out loud, I'm like, wait, no, it didn't. It came out in eighty seven, didn't it? I didn't say anything because I was like, yeah, Gabe doesn't know. <laughs> uh, and the. Last one, real quick. Uh, David Gordon, David Gordon Green, who did uh, the the Halloween remake that came yeah, out a couple right. years ago, plans on making uh, making like a similar kind of soft reboot slash remake of Hellraiser. Hey, oh so, wait, may- the Halloween, the one you're talking about, is that the recent one that came with Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes, yes, indeed. Not oh. those horrible, horrible, horrible Rob Zombie ones. ones. I mm. loved it. The Rob Zombie ones or the new one? The, was it the... I love the original and the 2019 one, I think it was. The one that was a direct okay. sequel to yeah, the first David one. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Rob Zombie remade remade Halloween. I Originally, I made this game around Halloween, but I couldn't really get it because, one, I thought the clues were too obvious, especially because I have not seen any Halloween movies. Not even the first one? No. Oh, also, wow. Halloween is the one that we're watching for this week for... Um, uh, that's the one we're recording tomorrow for AP Films. So I would have killed hey. it. Okay, no, uh, <laughs> I just got a Shutter account, and I just finished the uh, the seven hour uh, Friday the Thirteenth documentary. Ooh, um, it, it's great! Like I've I've kind of like had a passing interest in those movies, but just seeing like a documentary that goes through every single film in them is fucking interesting. Plus, I get all the actresses to come in and make fun of their nude scenes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, that's how we play Gatekeeper. Well done, Woo! Malu. Malu wins. I ho- I was hoisted by my own petard. Yeah, well, you know what? You know, a win is a win. To- total nitro move too. Totally. Is that you were just so confident that yeah. you just shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> I was so ready to win, and I just kind of like just fucked fucked myself up. Yes. Gabe is trapped in the uh, stone labyrinth while Malu makes her way scot-free and returns to her village. Woo, it's me I and a bunch it. of blast-ended scroots. And is crowned the Midsummer Queen. Yeah, that, yeah, that I am. Yeah. I did it. Yeah, Gabe look go, look Gabe out, Malu's boyfriend. <laughs> Wait, not me. <laughs> what? No, I'm putting you in the bear. Why? <laughs> she, she probably has a good boyfriend, unlike uh, Jack Rayner. He was yeah. very funny in your guest episode. Thank you. He is a funny man. That's why I like him. Yeah. <laughs> And doesn't want him dead. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yet. But that said, they, All right. uh, that's how we play Gatekeeper. That Gatekeeper? Was a, that was a really good game. It's great when it, when it goes on for a good long while. So yeah. yeah. It's good when it feels competitive because more often than not, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, you're only competing against yourself. Yes. Yeah. I just want to quickly it. say, uh, fuck you, Katie. I told you I would win. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> take that, Katie. Let, let's let's be honest. This is like a huge triumph, right? Not only did you win the game, Gatekeeper, <laughs> Yeah. but you kicked Katie's ass. Yes. Hell yeah, like, I did. <laughs> badly. You crushed that. You crushed her. Thank you. That's so. what I that's that is my mission in life ever since I met Katie. <laughs> the crusher. <laughs> see, it's such a Daria thing. Yeah, no, see, this is how podcast co-hosts should be. <laughs> right, but that's it. Um we still we have to talk about literature now. Yeah. We're all oh. sweaty. Yeah. Um but let, let's go to break. Mm-hmm. When, when we come back we're gonna talk about our feelings, all right? Break. All right. All right. Throw to break. Cool. Welcome back. Hello. Dear Hi. listener readers. What up? To slow fucking readers. We're a good time. We're kind of tired. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Man. We've been drinking, like we've been going between hot and cold and drinking red wine. Yeah. Uh, I've, and I'll, also it was a grueling game of Gatekeeper. Yes. To be played in a closet. game. Oh, <laughs> Malu shoving it in Gabe's face. Oh, I'm a terrible I'm winner and I am a terrible loser. So either way, you've <laughs> got a horrible attitude. Now we have to have Malu back on as soon as possible <laughs> so I can reclaim my pride and my crown. Yeah. Aww. Also, also, I think for this week, what I'll do is I'll release that extra play- game we played of Gatekeeper with, uh, right. with Katie. Mm-hmm. Which, um, yeah, I was putting off. I completely forgot about it. Then I was editing. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, but anyway. So that said, all right, let's stop talking about games and beating Katie. Yeah. <laughs> because she always loses. Wait, before, uh, before we do that, just real quick, just for the little women, if we do a little women episode, the gatekeeper uh-huh. should be Katie versus Malu. That's it. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, no, I, I I would love to just do, can we just do like a gatekeeper miniseries where it's just you versus Katie? <laughs> yeah, Malu, I was going to say that because your, your show is going to have like a little brief break, your, your mini-sode should just be a multiple games of you versus one another, and yeah. one of us can like game master it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I'll yeah, perfect. All movie trivia battles. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I would, I would kick ass. I think you'd, you'd, you'd kill Katie. You'd kill Katie. <laughs> you'd fucking murder you'd her. You'd wreck her. Katie is like 90% enthusiasm. <laughs> Much like a Just 90% show, yeah. cynicism. Yeah, yeah no, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Bless her heart. Yeah. She's yeah. going to be going long after we're dead. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like the, oh, like the oh, Energizer yeah. Bunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but that's it. No, look. So look out for that on the podcast AP film. Yeah. That's it. Yes. We have pages to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many pages. Uh, just oh. The temp. The Temple by Joyce Carol Oates. Uh, Gabriel, I'm sorry, did, uh, it doesn't say in this book. Did you happen to see when this was published? Uh, in 96. It was, 96 in, it was for the collection. Oh, it was for yes. this collection? Mm-hmm. All right. 
Um, I just want to say before I pass this off, like it's a real. I'm real. I'm always super happy. I love this book. Was such a fucking find. American Gothic find. Tales. Just, I, I want to say, Mal, you, this is, you haven't heard of this. I got this at a used bookstore. Ooh, this, I love that. This reeked of cigarettes. <laughs> I love that. When I got no. it. Like you, you pick this up and like, what's that smell? And it's just like, oh, that just smells like a lifetime of chain smoking. That's cool. It doesn't smell, it doesn't smell as much anymore. It smells like kind of like a funky-ish, kind of like an old yeah. bookie smell a little yeah, bit. There's, a, there's like a, a faint smoky, like oaky kind it, of scent. It used to reek. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but but that's a no. I, I love it so much. Besides, because like American Gothic tales, like yeah. are something I really enjoy. It's a great collection. I'm sure uh, you can find that on Amazon. No problem. Yeah, I think so. And like it's again, nice. so many great stories. Uh, I'm real happy that also that Joyce Carol decided to include this story of hers in here because, mm -hmm. in my opinion, it is almost like an exercise of style. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this it's is like it really is. You, you can also summarize it besides like saying what happens in it is like this is George Carl Oates basically writing down what gothic is yeah <laughs> that's that's what <laughs> happens mm -hmm. that's what it's about <laughs> yeah it, this could have been part of her introduction being like oh this is what I'm uh, gothic is I'm just gonna do this off the top of my head and bam yeah. and you're like oh my god <laughs> top wow. of my head bam <laughs> She's run. She's running through the kind of I would dare say like tropes of like the literary gothic genre mm. in as yeah. small a space as possible. Yes. Yeah. But uh, that said, I want to pass this off to Malu. Malu. Hi. Who Why? already <laughs> knows she loves Joyce Carol Oates. Yeah. What a, what a wonderful surprise. Um, I don't think you're you're our first guest. I think who's read Joyce Carol Oates. Yes. It's not been happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> So many people come in and being like, I don't care about this. And Who? It's like, oh, what? Cool. No, I care I don't about read. her. She's after, nice. After, yeah, after I was like, kind of like, take my, like, for the first hour, I'm like, I love her. She's so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a bunch of, uh, as the kids would say, we're a bunch of Joyce Carol Oates simps. Yeah, totally. <laughs> simps and stands. Yeah, mm. of course. Right. But uh, Malu, how was it like kind of returning to the Joyce Carol Oates school of shit? Uh, cool shit. Wow. I watched really? Daniels like lose all steam in front of my I, I wanted to stop talking as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Uh, Mal so, Malu, so you read this story, you liked Rose Carolotes, you are a fan. How mm -hmm. did you like the temple? Um, so here's the thing. I went in with wildly different expectations because of oh. the story I had previously read from her. Um, not so much about like her writing, like I her writing was just what I was expecting it to still be. Um, it was more like I was expecting it to be a bit of a longer story with a few more twists and turns and then it wasn't mm -hmm. but saying that I still really mm -hmm. enjoyed it exactly because of what you guys just said like you know it's pretty much just gothic in a very like small package it's the it's the every box you need to check if you want to do like good gothic literature it's there um, I don't know it's so expressive it's so it really pulls you into this world in literally just one sentence and then through three pages of material and then by the end what i really like about it is this eerie feeling that you get at the end where you're just thinking like huh nothing really happened until you think uh -huh. back to the beginning when you're like wait 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 a minute there's a sound what did you hear sound <laughs> <laughs> like that was my experience it was very much like you know i was kind of disappointed and then i kept thinking about it kind of rereading the beginning and then everything clicked and that's a moment where it just kind of went why was there a sound why did she hear that? Why did she keep it? Why yeah. is it in her attic? Why is it her temple? And who knows when she dies? It, <laughs> it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. Me, so yeah, me, I, I very much enjoyed it. Let me let me ask you, Milo. What yeah. do you think is happening beneath the surface of the story, if anything at all? 
Uh, you mean beneath the surface and like, is there like a deeper context or subcontext to it? Yeah, either like something, something kind of like happening underneath the surface, either like what the story means, possibly like, b- like besides the surface level, oh, like okay. what is told directly to you? What do you think anything is happening underneath the surface? Um, you know, I'm gonna do what I usually do in classes where I talk about books and just say the first thing that came into my mind when you asked me that question. Yeah, <laughs> and I think. <laughs> Like, I think that there's this very particular moment where she's looking at the skull and she says that she recognized herself in it. Like, she looks at the dead eyes or, you know, the empty eye sockets and she really Mm. sees something that resonates with her. So I think, I think that this was her baby and she buried it there. (laughs) And then she took it out because it kept screaming, like, you know, for her to come back for it, like it was haunting her. And she went back for it and just completely disassociated from the fact that it was hers. And then put it in the in the in the room because she still feels a certain connection with it, um, and yeah, I think that's what's happening. It's a very it reminds me a lot of not because I'm biased and it's my favorite book, but it reminds me of a lot of uh, the picture of Dorian Gray because it's that type of um, sort of being drawn to an object that isn't particularly nice or good for you, and then having it somewhere where it's you know it's sort of altar of your own. And then the whole, like, you know, being discovered with it at death. Because that's my favorite thing about the picture of Dorian Gray. Big spoiler if... Have you guys read it? Yeah, we did it for the show. Yeah, we did it. Oh, okay, cool. I don't want to spoil it because one of my favorite endings ever. The whole ending Mm -hmm. is supposed to be that, you know, they find him and they don't recognize the dead man until they see the portrait. And they're like, oh, fuck. And they see his rings. And it's this whole twisted thing of finding this huge secret at at the end of someone's life. And that's kind of what this felt like. It gave me that feeling of, of termination, but at the same time, correlation between the two objects in the room. So mm-hmm. yes, that's what I think it's happening at the surface. That was her baby. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. And a way to uh, connect two gothic stories together. Mm-hmm. Like, gothic tales yeah. of aestheticism. Well, <laughs> Dorian Gray's aestheticism. Yeah, a bit. This is not Hell yeah. Uh, moving, <laughs> moving slightly from uh, gatekeeper champion Malu. Oh, to gatekeeper uh, dethroned Loser. king yeah. and, and, and executioner uh, Gabriel Nitro I'm, I'm, I'm like Kreese from Cobra Kai I'm gonna plan my evil comeback just living in the gutter and claiming I'm fighting in special ops in countries the single gutter just one gutter yes the one gutter, the one it's gutter. Like, wow that guy is like uh, he's really leaning hard on that metaphor <laughs> Gabriel yes Daniel so yeah uh, thoughts and feelings first about the temple so, uh, first and foremost, the first thing I got through with it was immediately was, oh, this is her take on A Rose for Emily. Um, uh, uh, Mel, have you read A Rose for Emily? The William Faulkner story? Not, it's a wonderful little story. Now. You should be able to find it online for free. It's one of those <laughs> yeah. like classics that every mm-hmm. any college will have it in their like things there, but in very, very long story short, a, uh, a older woman in a town she goes unmarried for a long time. She meets a gentleman caller and he vanishes. And then, and everyone's like, what happened there? Many years later, the woman dies and they go into her home mm-hmm. and they find the man's corpse like in her bed, kind of oh. like, she, she kind of like, like poisoned and trapped him there basically. Yeah. 
You're saying? No, no, I was gonna, I was gonna, no, I was, I was gonna make an unnecessarily like, slight correction. It's like, yeah, she po- she poisoned him and basically just like, like kept him all dressed nice, just like yes. in the bed with like his hands. It was all romantic. <laughs> so and like her I... hair was like next to him on the bed and everything. So. Mm. Yeah. So um, I read this 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 little sh- this little little short story. Little again. tiny story. Thank you so much for giving us this little work to do. It's the Baby best. Story. I read yeah. so much. We're like We're the laziest book club in the world. <laughs> I'm reading things outside of here. Yeah, I'm doing a good fucking do. job. Um, but I Susanna really, Clark came out with her first first fucking novel since 20, 2004. Dolly Parton's oh. autobiography isn't going to read itself. Of course. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, for me, it took a second for me to catch on to the, the oats of it. Because oats, as we've said before, is such a chameleon. She takes on many different styles. Yeah. And she does it well. She can mm. even do, like, the, the, the voice actor trick. The... Being a character doing an impression of another character, that she can be a character doing a bad impression of a Poe character. Yeah. It's very, very clever. You know, it's, it's, nice it's pure craft. That, that's a real interesting way to put it because, like, the best way to do like an impression of somebody is not to do their exact voice. Mm-hmm. It's to like make that character like your own. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. the, if we we hear a lot of like people from Saturday Night Live who like say like like Dana Carvey. That's how he does his like George exactly. Bush and everything. When so. you say Naga Da, you're like, oh, George Bush. Yeah, he never <laughs> said that. That's that's silly. You know. Yeah, it was a ridiculous thing. And, or like Dana Carvey's Obama is like such a dummy, but that's like the choice. Yeah, but he he does the right. He, he finds. Yeah, he, he finds the right way to do it. But with this with this story, I, I definitely, it gave me a very, a, a chill at the very end of it, That which is amazing in two pages to give me a chill at the end of my spine. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I, obviously your interpretation is your own and I don't agree with it personally. Because for me. Oh, shit. Oh, mm. damn. I think what's so really you great about again. this story. <laughs> bring it I think what's very interesting about this and what's really cool is that because Oates is capable of writing a lot as we know from her novels this is an incredible example of everything she leaves out mm-hmm. that this is a perfect length for it because we're left with so many questions about this woman we don't even know her name mm-hmm. like we, we just we, we she's specifically called unnamed right she's just this the woman is she really and yeah, she she doesn't have a name, and Amazing. we just kind of get to gurn. Every, apparently, that's not a word. I looked up the other day. Gurn. gurn. Yeah. Gurn. Kind of like impl- like gain knowledge out of anyway. You know what? I, yeah. You know what's sorry. You know what's another word? I I looked up specifically because I wrote that down. Eloquent, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, isn't that the same thing as elegant, basically? And it's no. like ki- kind no. of eloquent like, refers to speech only. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, exactly. But then again, like you, like an elegant speaker is kind of like a synonymous an of being speaker. like an eloquent speaker. Eloquent. Yeah, I guess so, so. It was one of those things where like I had to look up and like, was I misusing one of these words or something? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I really, I think for me, like that, that end paragraph, like I said earlier, it says all of it because this becomes an account about a woman from someone, from people who knew what happened to her afterwards much like in a people are gaining yeah people are gaining an impression of her that what do we know about what she felt that for me my impression is that maybe that this is clearly a woman who's alone she lives alone and she has she's a pleasant person she's she's clearly not a monster she has kind of a decency to her because she got away so many years of having a child skeleton in her attic mm-hmm. so my guess is that this is a lonely woman either she had a marriage and lost it she had a child and lost it either way there is a palpable sense of loss to this woman of mm-hmm. having either never had or having lost it and we get all this feeling of her that for me my, here, here's the passage that kind of sold me mm-hmm. where I'm reading it I'm like blah 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 Joyce Carol Oates here we go <laughs> 
she's she's starting to dig. She got a shovel. It was awkward work, and her soft hands ached after only minutes. Like the soft hands. Okay, she's not a worker. Cool. Mm. So she returned to the garage. She a garage. She has a big house and a garage to fetch the gardening gloves. These two covered in cobwebs and dust and stiffened with dirt. The mid-morning sun was ablaze, so she located an old straw hat of her mother's. It fitted her head oddly, as if its band had been sweated through and dried, stiffened asymmetrically. And I'm like, that is both incredible information delivery mm-hmm. and beautiful, strange, specific, tactile description. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. can feel that hat on your mm-hmm. head. And I'm like, this is saying everything about this woman. And the ver- at the very end of it, it ties, it, and it's not even the discovery of the skull and everything. It ties this bow of, this woman had a strange, mostly harmless, deeply disturbing secret. And as much as we can guess, we'll never know. Daniel, nice. what about you? What were your thoughts? Uh, interesting to hear you guys kind of go take that in like kind of different directions, uh, <laughs> which is great. And also I'm very much thinking like, yeah, no, uh, this is a story where you like whatever you bring to it is going to like very much like that's how you view it. Um, because like, I think both of those are great and I kind of got a different thing. Thanks, out Daniel. Of this, depending on <laughs> like how I kind of uh, my, my thing. Whereas again I want to stress like this does almost feel like it's Joyce Keller Oates doing an exercise of style and yeah. aesthetics yeah. like everything that passage that Gabe read everything of that is dripping with gothic you know mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> the, the, the pleasure of 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 a past pain and death yes what and that's exactly something that I've that I've said yeah sublime something that I've said about uh, Joyce Carol Oates before where one of the things that she focuses on is a particular event typically violent that like alludes something bigger than itself mm-hmm. and which you know obviously right there is like a gold mine for gothic and whatnot so here we have this 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 woman i believe she's described as kind of being middle-aged she lives entirely by herself yes. in this huge property that is kind of off like probably like you imagine some kind of like upstate like huge new york kind of style villa mm-hmm. it refers to her parents who like obviously aren't there anymore probably gone and everything and yeah. I believe the 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 thing that I kind of gained, or what I kind of suspect based on like the story, is that the 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 corpse of the child that they find is actually a sibling. Oh, interesting. Oh. That her okay. parents in the past disposed of, mm. and it's this is the story about her kind of uncovering something that even without necessarily her kind of connecting the dots, she knows that this has something to do with her parents and how she relates to it. She sees herself in this corpse because essentially that. This is this could be a sister. This could have been her. She maybe an older sister, possibly. And then they had her. So, but then again, like, but everything about this again is just like it is. It it is the perfect. It is a perfect shell and Mm -hmm. and details and the the tactile. It's all just like gothic. Like the cobwebs on like these unused tools. Yeah. The (laughs) the the hat that she puts on that is old and used and is asymmetrical, like gothic stuff. Yeah. You know, like everything about this is, is, is like that. And just like, and again, it has like that wonderful kind of a Rose of Emily t- uh, finish. It's just, it, I remember because when I read this before years and years ago, I th- I feel like it kind of like, I kind of like just like picked it up, read it. And I was like, oh, that was a thing. <laughs> and <laughs> cool beans, Joyce. <laughs> and now rereading it, knowing what had happened, uh, I was able to kind of like pick, I, I was really like kind of trying to read it, which is something that like Joyce Carol Oates definitely likes to do because in her master work, she points out that like the best short stories are kind of meant to be read multiple times. The event masterclass, you mean? In the masterclass, sorry. Yes. What I call masterwork. Masterwork. Yeah. Like which masterwork? Them. The off-brand one. (laughs) 
um, that doesn't have James Patterson. It's got a, a Stuart Woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you could say Pames Jatterson. Pames Jatterson. The other Go guy. On. Bill yeah. Anyway. Uh, but no, uh, she said as much when she's talking about like the Ernest Hemingway story that they cover in that, where she's like, like no, Ernest, which one is it? It was uh, Indian Camp. Um, yeah, it, it was in a, in our time. But uh, that was one where she says, like, this is a story in the way that Hemingway writes, especially in relation to this, where like she where he gives a surface level because everything is underneath it. And that feels very much kind of like this, but with very different kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also something that you kind of need to read multiple times to get it, which is what I appreciate. And I feel like if honestly, if any one of us read it another time, we either are going to kind of find something else that's going to reinforce what we saw in it already. Yeah. Or maybe even something else. Maybe you're going to see, maybe Gabe will see what Malo saw, and maybe Malo will see what Gabe saw. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. But, but that said, uh, it's pretty cool. Great story. Yeah, great story. Great Love pick, Malo. Uh, one you. thing we like to born. do with the. I'm sorry, I'm shouting over Malo. <laughs> What's that, Malo? <laughs> what would you say? Oh, what no? did I say? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I think I just said that it was a blind pick. I just want to reiterate how oh, okay. I was so no, uninformed. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I keep I keep shouting over you by accident, and it's when fine. I do that, I can't hear you too. So <laughs> it, it's doubly rude. Yeah, um, Malo, Malo's in Panama, everyone. Just just so Panama. If we didn't establish that, oh yeah, they know there's they, they there a famous song called Panama, and instead yeah. of singing that, I am singing sang, it. You sang the Hollywood song to the tune of Panama. I am singing it. That's the what, what was it? Uh, Van Halen. Yeah, Van Halen. Yes, Van Halen. Yes, Eddie. Panama. Da, 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 Panama. Van Halen. Wow. I yeah. Feel, I feel home. <laughs> R.I.P., right? He's dead? Yes, he just okay. died. Cool. Uh, yeah. In the great words of David Crosby, You might not like Van Halen, but come on, dude. I agree with him, but I'm not going to tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. but, um, Sorry, one, Melon. One thing we it's like fun. to do with, with, these, with these stories, one last thing. It's a little thing brought to us by our old buddies on the Whip Brown podcast and fellow guy who may or may not be beat up by Dan Clark Nitro. Dan Nitro Clark. <laughs> Dan Nitro Clark. Uh, a little thing called, hey, Easy memories. Ladies and gentlemen, please check out the Whip Around podcast. Whip Around is one word. It is not the Fox News show for all of your weird news needs. Dr. Phil Laporta, fellow victim of the mass beating between me, Daniel, and Dan Clark, and Shawnee B. Hayes, who we're going to rope into this beating anyway. Um, they talk all things science and macabre and weird news, and it's a great time. We love them. They love us. They're our Kissing Cousin podcast. So please give them a listen. So Daniel... What is your hazy memory? As in, well, because I've already read this before. So what is my hazy memory? Yeah, looking back many years from now, you're going to hear about the temple. What are you remembering? Well, the thing thing that I actually do remember, having read this already years ago, is that uh, honestly, like it's one of those things where because everything about this is like so under the surface that you remember like the explicit things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like the brief flashes that I remember is a woman digging in the dirt. And I remember just her finding like the the, the child's skull. Like, Like those are like, those are like the physical things that you remember mm-hmm. because everything else is like just the feeling. Yeah. You know? My God, the woman <laughs> whispered. Yes. Uh, Malu. Malu, 15 years from now, someone's going to say, hey, there's a story called The Temple by Joyce Carol Oates. What do you remember? What is your hazy memory? Mm, I would say that my hazy memory is going to be um, the child's skull on the velvet, like the entire little body in the velvet cloth. 
for some reason mm. that stuck out to me a lot like that was the thing that i think i imagined most vividly was that little velvet cloth that the skull is in so that that'd be it okay good yeah i got memory <laughs> <laughs> my memory and i don't know why maybe it's just because i had like a like a, a sense memory it's like a tactile memory of going into my own garage and the cobwebs on the tools and like like my mom's sun hat i'm gonna remember specifically that sun hat that whole that beautiful little description of like of touching the past and feeling the way it feels and the the roughness the feeling of cobwebs the feeling of dirt against your skin like this she's so good at putting something sense like when she wants to and she often doesn't so this is the time where i'm reading her story and i'm like oof i feel transported like literally transported mm-hmm. very nice yeah, I like that. and at that note we're gonna take this 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 three pages and go Oh my god, speaking of which, we're saying goodbye to Joyce Keller Oates for now. See you guys next year! Hi, <laughs> Joyce Keller Oates. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't listen to all of Sleep, Death, Night, the Stars. It's Ain't no thing! <laughs> it's really long. <laughs> yeah, I'm a... Uh, bye, Joyce. Bye, Joyce. She's so Bye, cool. Joyce. <laughs> She's my mom. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, but I tell you what, well, Gabriel, what are we doing next week? Next week, um, in a little bit of a continued horror programming that didn't really fit in of Oatstober, uh, we are having my good friend from the Lehigh Valley comedy scene, a very funny guy named John Lunger. He is the host of the Improvised Wikipedia podcast, Escape the Podcast, and a Chopped podcast, which hasn't started yet. I guessed it on that. Chopped! We are reading <laughs> from... Um, uh, Little-known author Joe Hill, um, son of even literally-known author Stephen King. Offer. Offer. <laughs> Offerman. Um, we are reading 20th Century Ghosts, the title story from 20th Century Ghosts, his short story collection. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's, Yay! That, that's exciting. Well, I'll, I'll look forward to that. So. It's a good time. It's a good story. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> that said, uh, <laughs> Malu. Hello. Where can people find you? What do you want people to pay attention to? Plug away, and don't forget, you're supposed to do this as Smeagol. And, yes, and also, I know. I, I did promise that. And I remember, Smeagol, Dan Clark is listening. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, I gotta get into the the mindset of Smeagol, really. But it's not Smeagol; it's actually Gollum. I miss I misnamed my man. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Tolkien doesn't hate me. You know, because he he hears <laughs> this podcast, right? Yeah, um, no, he's a listener. Let's see. Oh, he totally. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's Johnny. He's no a thumbs. frequent listener. Ah, okay. <clears throat> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Pressure's on now. If you guys laugh, I can't do it. Part of me was hoping that would be like really bad. Also, <laughs> can you imagine? Also, for this, you must turn the camera on. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Okay. <laughs> no, that I won't. See? Because you can't make me do that. This I already promised to. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So you can find us on Instagram. Um, I can't do it. I've <laughs> done it such a long time. That was great. That do was, the whole thing. That was great. I'm gonna so do it. I'm gonna do it. Anyway. I'm gonna do it. Give and, me one and, chance. And, Give me my final take. Okay. 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 <clears throat> so hobbits can find us on Instagram at Madam Horus. 
That's it. That's where it ends. That's it. Hey. Schmeagle's gone. Like, like it, that's so fun hearing like like a really really good golem interrupted <laughs> by a a very girlish giggle. <laughs> oh. Okay, you can you can plug as yourself from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he's yes, gone. Check out I kicked him out of the room. Um, go check me out. I am in on Instagram exclusively. I think um, at Malumirones. Uh, I also have an art account. It's called at Malus Doodles. And then, of course, please go check out at Film School Professionals because we have a lot of fun shit going on and you can hear me beat Katie up even more. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically, of course, because we're not in the same country. Yes. So that'd be kind of hard. Yeah. yeah. Everyone check out it. AP Film by Film School Professionals <clears throat> on Apple Podcasts and wherever podcasts are found. And when, yeah. when, y'all, when y'all can be in the same thing, that will be literal, literally beat her up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it will be uh, as they say, hold down, throw down. Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Plug. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America's Stories. They are going strong in season two. I produced an episode in season one called The Talk We Were Supposed to Have. It is um, a bit of my life story. It is uh, very personal. It was very hard to do, but I'm very proud of it. It was featured in both the AV Club and aired on San Francisco Public Radio. So give that a listen and give their show a listen. Give them reviews. They are really killing it. They're wonderful, wonderful programming. I'm all about it. Uh... I guess I might as well plug also that um, I am also the newest, one of the newest employees of MaximumFun.org, one of the best podcasting companies out there. I am the new producer of One Bad Mother, a podcast by Biz Ellis and (laughs) Theresa Thorne, where they talk about all the ups and downs of motherhood while cursing like sailors. It's a hilarious (laughs) show. I really enjoyed it. We just had um, uh, Biz's sister, Helen Ellis, who is a famous writer and novelist we just had her on the show she was hilarious she told the most wild fucking story about a halloween where um they went to a cabin and a guy showed up with a gun it's fucking nuts (laughs) but it's a great great show i'm very very pleased to be an employee of maximum fun i've been a big fan of theirs for a very long time um one last time Give this show a review or write us an email like Dan Nitro Clark. Write to Dan Nitro Clark telling him to be on our show. So we love you. And uh, yeah, subscribe. I'm on Instagram at read.richards. Daniel. Yeah, you can follow me at Top Count Radio on Twitter and also at Slow Readers on Instagram, even though I don't really use it all that much, even though Dan Nitro (laughs) follows me now. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. You can check out my fiction, uh, available all where you get your ebooks, including a, a paperback on Amazon. They are The Shadow from the Deep and The Cook in the Kingdom. Whoa. And also, again, uh, you can check out all the Wondery shows that I've assisted with. Um, one of them is Out Already, Guru, The Dark Side of Enlightenment. Guru. And also the upcoming uh, Dr. Death Season 2. Uh, Podcast Professionals. Podcast it, Professionals. Podcast. Uh, and which is available right now, I believe, on the Wondery app, Wondery Plus. Oh, yeah? Um, but I believe it should be coming out to like you know popular like uh, regular uh, uh, podcatchers very very soon. So just keep an, keep an uh, ear out and eye out mainly an eye out. You're looking for it, so it's an eye out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep an eye out. Oh my god! What happened, Malu? <laughs> Malu made a noise. Um, but anyway, uh, I just realized I'm recording. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, just keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'll let you know about anything else. But yeah, if if uh, you know that show that apparently is one of the biggest t- true crime podcasts in like what like 10, 15 states out of the entire country, made me cry many times. Yeah, 
Get ready for a whole other case, including a small return to the first season. Yay! Which that one I need to be uh, delicate about because that subject has not been officially released. So that is fine. Yeah. Plus, I don't have the Wondery app. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, I have Stitcher. I have Stitcher Premium. I, I should, I should stop getting Stitcher. I don't need that shit anymore. Except <laughs> I need it for freedom. Yeah. No, I, I, I still use mine. It's, it's just now my default. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, Malu, Malu, thank Hello. you so much for being on our show. You are a wonderful guest. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I had a I had a blast. This is amazing. I loved it. Yeah, it was so it was on phone. So uh, let me say it again. <laughs> you can do it. I, I fully believe in you. It was so fun having you. Uh, come back soon. Yes, okay. I'll be. I'll come yeah. back once again to beat Gabe and then Katie. We'll see about that. Uh, we'll, I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, you'll you'll see about it. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe Gabriel turned people. into Texan lawyer for a second. Well, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see about that. Let me tell you what I like about on the court is that you know I'm able to put on a performance. There Ooh. you go. Uh, Perry Mason. That was something. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you, Malu. Uh, but that is the end of the show. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Top Gallant Radio. Brought to you by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabe Mara.